Binge Mode Star Wars is presented by State Farm. You know those days when it feels like problems just pop out of nowhere? The helpful folks at State Farm do. Like a fender bender when you're already late. Or a thief breaking into your home, making off with your new flat screen TV, the TV you need to watch Star Wars. Luckily, there are more than 19,000 agents who are there for you. Because when it comes to auto and home insurance, State Farm agents are ready to help. Find an agent today at statefarm.com. Can't do it, Mom. I just can't do it. Annie. Will I ever see you again? What does it hurt to tell you? Benjamin contains adult content. That we will see each other again. It also contains spoilers, Mom, I promise. Now be brave and don't look back. It's time for binge mode. Force is unusually strong with him. That much is clear. Who was his father? There was no father. I carried him. I gave birth. I raised him. I can't explain what happened. Binge Mode Star Wars, proudly a part yes. of the Ringer Podcast Network. Oh, what a great network. I'm Allie Rubin, editor-in-chief of TheRinger.com. Oh, what a fantastic <laughs> website. <laughs> Joining me today, now that he's finished explaining so tenderly and sadly that even podcasters can be killed, it's Ringer Senior Creative, your Jedi Master, Jason Concepcion. Yes! I wish it weren't so. But at least while we're alive, we'll have Binge Mode Star Wars, where we're exploring every facet of the Skywalker saga films and the anthology films and numerous other aspects of a galaxy far, far away. Character studies on iconic Star Wars archetypes to discussions of The Mandalorian, chats about comics, merch, iconography, and more. All leading up to the release of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker! Yeah. On December 20th. Please make the journey to Coruscant with us by subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us. Give us the five-star ratings now. You're going to have to dine with Sabalba. No get your hands up. Get your elbows, all your elbows, your four elbows off the table, Sabalba. <laughs> also join us on Twitter and Instagram at binge underscore mode, a.k.a. the underscore, and join our Facebook group, which is just for Binge Mode fans which is an excellent place to request your next Hisdar from Marine slash Watto from Tatooine impression. Yes. And <laughs> go ahead and head to the ringer.com slash shop to check out our Binge Mode merch. Nothing like it on Boonta's Eve. Nothing. Last time on Binge Mode, we dove into our Jar Jar Binks character study like we were diving into Naboo's core. Yes. And today, we're diving deep. Deep! Into our first Ask the Underscore Star Wars mailbag. Thank you for all of the wonderful questions. You submitted so many glorious ones. It was very hard for us to narrow it down. And we're definitely going to do a few more of these over the course of the run. Fear not. As always, spoiler warning for today, we will be going deep on details from the entire Star Wars saga. Yes. To date, 
taking official canon and legends, hashtag not canon, into account. So ask if we're angels. Are you an angel? <laughs> because it's time for Ask the Underscore. Number one. Yes. Our first hologram of the day comes from our good friend Matthew, a.k.a. our dude Tormund from out on the con scene. He says, as you talked about at times during previous deep dives, what are your current? Mm. He knows us. He knew he had to put the word current in there. Personal power rankings, best and or favorite of the Star Wars movies. Why don't you go first here? Give us your one through 10. Obviously, Rise of Skywalker. Coming out this December, that'll give us number 11, at which point we reserve the right to reassess. Yeah, absolutely. But right now, I'm this moment some, in time. I'm having some issues in my three, four, two, but we'll, we'll get to like that. This is like really hard. It's hard. Is this a list of what you think is the best or is this your favorite? I'm doing my favorite. These are my favorites. Okay. So Empire, number one. Okay. Currently, Rogue One is my second favorite Star Wars movie. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think it's great. Give us a little insight into the picks here as you're making them. I just think it's like a... a Empire number one. Empire Why? number one for all the reasons that everybody's always <laughs> talked about. Right. It's incredible. It's dark. It really deepens your knowledge of the characters. Han is awesome in it. You're coming off what felt like a shattering victory for the rebellion. And then all of a sudden, Lucas and company just reset and... The rebellion is on its heels and it feels really natural and it just ups the stakes. That's really hard to do to come off of like an incredible victory mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden be like, and now the rebels are running for their lives across the galaxy. I, th- I thought that was right. great. Downer ending. I can't imagine what it would have been like at the end. Like, I can't imagine what it would have been like in the theater at that time. To experience it To be life. like whatever, whoever the people were that saw that at the time and be oh like, God. wait, what? I know. It must be incredible. There's that famous story about this scene where basically they wanted to keep the spoilers under wraps. So the actor who inhabits the Darth Vader costume, David Prowse, said a totally different line. And Ivan Kirshner, director of Empire Strikes Back, right before they did the scene, pulled Mark Hamill aside and was like, actually, the real line is that he admits to being your father and just react naturally to that and ignore whatever process. It must have been mind blowing. So it's like, that's number one, because it's like, honestly, one of the greatest reveals in movie history. In history, yeah. We take it for granted now, but it must have been. You're right. It it must have been earth shattering. You're totally right. And then no internet. You just have to deal with that knowledge for like three years or whatever it was until the next movie. Wait a second. You don't even get to. You don't even get to watch the red wedding videos on YouTube for. You just have to stew with your thoughts. (laughs) Okay, good explanation for number one. So number two, you're saying Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Walk us through it. Um, You know, can I reveal to the listeners that you you're pivoting live here? I am pivoting live. From, from what you had sketched I out? I originally went A New Hope, so I went best. So I had Empire A New Hope. And now, like, honestly, we, we just got, so to let people behind mm-hmm. the curtain, we've just been doing our Rogue One mm-hmm. prep for our Rogue One pod. I just love that movie. I think it's, it's fucking great. I think it's really, really good. It's like, great. really good. Like, obviously, all the movies have something going for them. But I think when, in the future, mm-hmm. when future historians want to pluck a piece of popular culture out of the ether to say, this says something about the times it was created in. I think Rogue One is going to be one of those movies. Because it's, and I wrote about this for TheRinger.com, a great website at the time mm-hmm. when it came out. But I, the way it 
repurposes the kind of like iconography of victory and defeat and war and ascribes those characteristics to each side, I think is really fascinating. You know, it's like, who are our good guys? They're these like freedom fighters with names like Saw Guerrera that absolutely are references to like Che Guevara and these kind of, and like mm-hmm. scrappy guerrilla, some would say terroristic Great. fighters. They're struggling against a empire with weapons of mass destruction that's carrying out a brutal occupation of a holy city in the desert named Jeddah. I, I, the, all this is fascinating to me. And it's a great movie. And it's beautiful to look at. You haven't even mentioned your favorite Star Wars character of all time. Bogullet. Bogullet. Lies. Deception. Oh, Bodhi Rook. Hometown boy, huh? Forrest Whitaker just like off his tree, like completely, completely in his bag being like, I want to do Star Wars crossed with blue velvet. <laughs> like, it's just a really good movie. And it is so beautiful to look at. It's a it's pretty, gorgeous, pretty movie. It's gorgeous. absolutely gorgeous. Okay, so that's your number two. What's your okay, number three? Okay, so I jumped that up. A New Hope, then A Last Jedi. Okay, so you're just moving A New Hope down. I'm just moving that's it to down. That's three. Yeah, Last yeah. Jedi, four. Last Jedi, four. Return of the Jedi, I like endings. Hmm. And like, I love when Luke shows up and starts force choking Jabba's guards. It's like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Luke is good at the force now. Holy mm-hmm. cow. Um, the Force Awakens. Okay. Revenge of the Sith. So those are six and seven. Yeah. Solo. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a tie, Attack of the Clones and The Phantom Menace. Those are just- Tied for last. Yes. They're right there. I mean, all the all the love interest stuff between Anakin and Padme is just very, very brutal. It's like some of the worst stuff that's so ever rough. happened. Very tough stuff. What do you got? Okay. We have a similar list, but it's a little different. Um, I want to reiterate the point about how Rise of Skywalker might change the ranking, specifically in light of what I have at number one, which is The Last Jedi. Sure. It's a great movie. It's phenomenal. I'm like slightly terrified of saying that out loud and like all the mean petitioners coming after me, but I stand proudly behind the take. However, I do want to see how this trilogy concludes before I ultimately assess where Last Jedi and Force Awakens rank for me and how that all comes what out. What do you like about The Last Jedi? What, what do you love about it? It's just fucking fabulous in almost every respect. Here are a few, just a few, because we're going to sure. talk about that one at length when we get there. Here are the few of the things I love about it in no particular order. BB-8, legitimately one of my favorite characters He's in all of fiction. Cr- he fucking crushes it. <laughs> BB-8 absolutely crushes it. The hero it. of that movie, I adore him. Also great design, the, the spherical design. Like, Wonderful. why haven't we been doing this all Wonderful. He can just get so much, so mobile. Incredible stuff. I could watch 800 uninterrupted hours of Kylo and Ray force timing and absolutely never tire of it. Never. I love the emo Kylo energy. I just think it's fabulous. The actual action and battle sequences in this film, the throne room sequence. It's one of the greatest action scenes in the last five years. Although sacrifice. The battle down on Crate with the salt layer popping up to reveal yeah, the, the pop of the color of the minerals below. Worst map on Star Wars Battlefront. Crate. <laughs> it fucking sucks. That map sucks. It's continue. gorgeous planet, though, in terms of just seeing the visuals of that film, the sounds of it. It is just mesmerizing to watch. But ultimately, the real answer to the question more than any of those things, 
I love the themes of the story. Yeah. I love that kill the past idea that Kylo voices for us and Luke in particular in that film really represents. I find the subversive elements of the story to be not only not some sort of affront to Star Wars mm-hmm. fandom, but really an affirmation, if we can all be open-minded about it, that the ideals that The Last Jedi I'm elevates glad. are sacred ones that fantasy lovers and sci-fi lovers should hold dear. We'll, we will get into that a lot, as you said. Yes. But that, I could not agree more with that particular point. Yes. It's not just, like, interesting and intriguing. I actually think it's necessary. I totally agree. That that for Luke in particular to call out the various mistakes that the Jedi made all throughout the yeah, so series there are, today. That I think that that is important. To- that manifests in a lot of different respects in the films, but the, the two main ones are Luke challenging and questioning the Jedi legacy and then the question of race parentage. Yeah. There are plenty of other things too, how Leia's force powers manifest, et cetera. But this idea that our heroes shouldn't actually just be these infallible people who are beyond any sort of reproach, that questioning and revealing the sins and the flaws is actually part of what makes people human and relatable. Yeah. Love it. It's just fabulous. Also, again, I just love Kylo and BB-8 so much. Number two, The Empire Strikes Back for all the reasons you mentioned. Just It's great. Unambiguously one of the best and most important films of all time. Stories of all time. It's great. Luke on Dagobah is just absolutely riveting hero's origin stuff, even though that is not his origin film and New Hope is. That is some of the, I think, richest text for people who appreciate thinking about the hero's journey. And it's just- Also, he invented CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Just uh, just an incredible amount of handsome Han Solo in that film. Oh, my God. Number three in New Hope. Great movie. This is where the the order gets really tough for me. Uh Uh-huh. Like, one and two are pretty clear for me. I could go almost in any order from, like, three to six here. Mm. I have an order from three, four, five, six, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, The Force Awakens, and Rogue One. But on any given day, I could put those in basically any order. A New Hope, I mean, I do think that one of the weird things that's happened with Star Wars over the course of the decades is that we've slightly lost sight of the fact that a New Hope is one of the greatest achievements in recorded human history. It's actually incredible to watch. (laughs) Like, I've been, you know— We've both been watching all the movies. I've been, like, watching clips. I've watched the last, uh, the Battle of Yavin, like, original sequence, like, numerous times over the last two weeks. It's a freaking incredible achievement. That's another one where I can't imagine it being 1977. Yeah. And going to the movie theater. And seeing that. And see, yeah, and just seeing, like, the opening crawl with the spaceship going over the top of the screen and then, like, the stormtroopers, like, bursting into the space. You'd be like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? And, you know, introducing Vader. It's amazing. one of the seminal villains in culture history. There are plenty of things about A New Hope that I think you can easily have some fun with and poke fun at, and we will be doing that in time, but it is, it's a historic (laughs) achievement. This is a diplomatic mission. Where is the ambassador? (laughs) Give Chewie his medal, though. I will say that. Number four, Revenge of the Sith. I... Absolutely love this you movie, love and I'm not embarrassed to say I think it's it. a good movie, but I, I, you love it a lot more than I do. There are some things in it, as in all of the prequel movies, that are awful. <laughs> it's just like unpalatable dreck. Yes, I concede that point. However, yeah. the stuff in it that's good is really, really good. A villain origin story is one of my favorite things in storytelling period and getting to see how Anakin becomes Vader. Every scene with Anakin and Palpatine is incredible. The evil head turn opera sequence is just fucking fabulous. And the Anakin-Obi-Wan duel 
is probably one of my favorite things in the tool. entire series it's to date. Tool. I just great love tool. it. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you are my brother, Anakin. I loved you. <laughs> I just love it. It's great. Next, The Force Awakens. That little bit of fat coming out of his cheek and like on the grill. He's like, <laughs> it's just. It's a Korean barbecue. Tough look, tough look for my guy, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Five, The Force Awakens. The kind of note for note remake New Hope Force Awakens aspects of this, I think don't bother me quite as much as they bother some other people. I loved getting introduced to Kylo. I love getting introduced to Rey. I don't really want to understate how much it meant to me and I think a lot of other female Star Wars fans to yes. see a female character take the lead like that. It was awesome. It's also when I met BB. And I mean, Hawks, our dude, AI Ash, non breathing fox stick. Welcome back. Next, Rogue One, for all the reasons you said, just an incredible achievement to make something that immersive that we all knew going in was standalone, to simultaneously make something contained and finite that also connected to the wider universe. It's gorgeous. I can't wait for the Cassian show. Seven, Return of the Jedi. There are things in that movie that are great, and there are things in that movie that are not, which is true for all of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> It's my favorite Palpatine also. Like, I just think that's ultimate Palpatine. It's some top-notch sheep. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, I'm afraid it will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Making operational like a nineteen syllable <laughs> word like, is just stretch it out. Incredible. Just chewing the scenery. Incredible. I actually like the Ewoks. I, I, I love I love, I love everything on Endor. It is a good movie that I enjoy. It just doesn't quite sure. rise to the caliber. And also on the heels of Empire, you're always gonna yeah. measure it against that. Next, solo. Just a better movie than people think. It really was better than you think. More charming and entertaining than people think. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I hope we get another one. Then massive gulp, massive then, drop off. <laughs> then head beyond the outer rim. To the unknown regions. Phantom Menace at nine. I think Attack of the Clones is firmly in last place. I think it, yeah, the love stuff is. The courtship on Naboo is absolutely. The dialogue. That dialogue is what. Palpatine needed emergency powers to go to war against. (laughs) Very rough. All right, again, we reserve the right to change our minds, but that's the order for now. Number two. Scott Michael John asks, Watto, Jar Jar, or Sabalba? Mary, fuck, kill. I think we both agree. We talked about this briefly the other day. I just want to say before we answer that this question is rude. (laughs) It's rude. It is rude. It's a rude question. This is an unkind thought exercise. It always has been and never (laughs) was not the case. It's bad enough when you're choosing between three, like, hot, awesome people. It's like, oh, man, this is so tough. Yeah. Two of these characters are monsters, and one is an agent of chaos who often lead to gross peril for anyone in their proximate region. I think, I think we have a lot of the same thing. Okay, on so this. let's start with fuck. You gotta go with Jar Jar Binks. I agree. Representative Binks. Flexible skeleton. Already wet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not an issue. <laughs> oh my god. Muscular tongue. Very stretchy, can do a lot with it. Long, muscular, use it to, if you can use that thing to scoop up a mollusk, what can't you do? He reaches a significant length (laughs) on Tatooine 
to you know grab that uh, that animal off the from the shopkeepers. Yeah, that's an exciting possibility Shelf. to consider. And in general, flexible, acrobatic, just a fun spirit, sort of down to be yeah. part of whatever's happening. Wants to be loved. Wants to be included. Yeah, wants he's a to pleaser. Please. Wants to please. Wants Absolutely to please. eats ass. <laughs> You know the scene uh, in um at the, uh, <laughs> near the conclusion of uh Fleabag season two yeah. where Hot Priest overhears the conversation between Fleabag and one of her yeah. recent sexual partners. It's like right, yeah. nine times. Nine huh? times. Jar Jar's not stop until you I, get to nine times. I'll say this. Here's the one drawback. Mm-hmm. Although I I agree it's Jar Jar all the way. <laughs> the one drawback. Mm-hmm. I could see Jar Jar like accidentally ripping my dick off. Like well, he's just extremely clumsy. That's definitely <laughs> the thing. like at some point during the act, you'd be like, Jar Jar, that legitimately is hurting me. Stop it. What it, whatever you're doing. Or you might be safe, but while you're lost in the throes of passion, yeah, he sets fire to your home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's what I had on mind. Like he kicks over the candle in the right. nightstand and you don't realize yeah, yeah. until your entire home has burned down around you. Right. Always a risk with Jar Jar. All right. Marry and kill between Watto and Sebulba. So this, this was a challenging choice. Right. But I think we landed in the same place. I, we did, 100%. We're going to marry Watto. Right. He's a businessman. He's Solid a, profession. Listen, entrepreneurial spirit. That matters. It does matter. Like, we're talking, again, about a lifetime commitment. You have to choose here also, by the way, between... No shots, but Jar Jar's out performing on the streets of Naboo. I mean, Jar Jar is not a contender for marriage. You can't think about it. No. And it would be too heartbreaking to kill him. He's like out there just like doing flips into the fountain for change. <laughs> like it's not, it's not what you want. And, you know, best Try to, to him, earn though. Best you know? to him. He's happy, but it's tough for a relationship. Right. Wado, on the other hand, now look, is he a slave owner? Yes. Yeah. However, so is Saboba. And this yeah. is the choice that was presented to us by the questioner. Unfortunately, we have to choose between two reprehensible creatures. And so at least with Watto, you know he's an earner. He is absolutely an earner. You're not going to have to worry about, listen. He's got, it, he's got a lot of different Is he coming interests. home from the pod racing track tonight? Or am I going to be on, on my own to raise our child? You're not worrying about that with Watto. He's always around, buzzing in your fucking ear. Flapping around. <laughs> Get out of here. Also, and this is a big one for us. This is something that really stood out during our rewatch, something we've spent a lot of time talking about. He's open to reinventing himself. He can change his personal style at a time. Between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, as you noted, basically just adopted an Italian disposition. He's like all of a sudden Italian in Attack of the Clones. He's got that little alpine hat. It's working for him. A little coin purse? It's working for him. Also, war veteran. He's been through a lot. Served his people. What the fuck did Sebulba Handy around the house, too. Like, it's like, hey, TV's out again. He'd get a slave or a droid to fix it, but it would get fixed. Stuff would, you know, housework would get done. Yeah. Sebulba would just kick it. So we're killing Sebulba. Yes. Who is, again, also a slave owner. That pre-pod race massage that he's getting. Ugh. Those are slaves that he employed to rub him down. Vile, reprehensible. How many people does he kill every pod race? Murderer. Murderer. Anything for a buck, that guy. Anything. Also, if I'm cohabitating with someone, okay, I'm thinking about marriage. I'm thinking about my future. I'm thinking about life. 
You have noted that his ass crack That's runs disgusting. from basically the base of his neck. It runs from, all the way to his. It runs from about his belly button all the way under and up to like the back of his neck. It's gross. Think about the toilet paper usage. That's what I want to throw out there. Okay, we have a budget in our home, even with two ply. Yeah, like what's he going through on a given week? You just have to like use a garden hose as a bidet. <laughs> just hose that thing out. Disgusting. Oh my God. And not to mention, like, when your ass is that big, I feel like there's just hygiene issues oh, yeah. also at Gotta play be. when everything is a hand, your feet are hands. It's just not great. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. All right. We're in agreement. Yeah. Next, number three Diddy Pickles asks yes. <laughs> What sequence of Phantom Menace is the most rewatchable? For you. So we wanted to answer this for Phantom Menace, but also extend it. Sure. To most rewatchable scenes, period. Sure. What's your most rewatchable scene from Phantom Menace? And it's the Darth Maul duel. I don't think there Gotta can be. be. I don't think there can be another answer. Maybe there's some people out there that are like, give me the 25-minute Padres. <laughs> yeah, George Lucas. Yeah. But it's it's the Darth Maul duel. And it's a really, actually, truly thrilling duel. It is. The only problem with it is that it's spliced. Yeah. With a lot of shots of Padme running through hallways. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of Federation droid army versus bumbling Jar Jar Gungan army war. And then, of course, this great duel. Anakin accidentally. <laughs> oh my God. Turning off the, accidentally turning off the Wi Fi and then Trade right. Federation. Right. <laughs> if you could just get, I, I guess, you, you know, you could argue part of what heightens the drama of the duel is that you do sort of have to wait for it. Every time you're like, I know what's going to happen next, you're pulled away. And then when yeah. you go back, it's even more thrilling. This drawn out, prolonged tension that is like a really kind of thrilling cinematic viewing experience. If you could get it all at once, it would be even better, I think. But we actually, despite the way that Darth Maul featured in the marketing of the film, we just don't get that much Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. And so it is really awesome to see that horrifying visage, the face of nightmares, as we talked about, literally, right, in our Phantom Menace pod, the signature two-sided lightsaber, losing Qui-Gon, that emotional gut punch, the way that Obi-Wan literally in an instant goes from student to teacher, from Padawan to master. It's, It's awesome. It has it all. In terms of across the Star Wars canon, a couple of the other ones that, and there are obviously no shortage of signature rewatchable scenes, a couple that came to mind just right in an instant, the throne room and Holdo sacrifice sequence from The Last Jedi that we just talked about. I think in terms of operating in two capacities, both what is at stake in the story Mm -hmm. in those moments and then just how absolutely stunning it was to see that in the theater for the first time, the way the sound cuts in and out. And the way that that stuff is all on the heels of each other. You have the throne room sequence with Kylo choosing the choice he makes to kill Snoke and the way that you allow yourself to believe that he's going to go back to the light. Everything with him and Rey operating in complete harmony and concert. The, we now would think of it as the Arya Night King move, but yes, Rey, but you know, Rey did it first and then tossing the lightsaber to Kylo, one punch through the eye, the way that they're battling the guards. It's just fucking awesome. And then the plea, the appeal, the desperate appeal that they both make yeah. to each other. Come with me. Do this with me. We can do this together. I know you have it in you. And the lightsaber is the the visual representation of that struggle and of what balance and choice means in that world. And then you get Holdo snapping in. It's just fucking incredible start to finish. And then again, I got to throw out 
Anakin melting on Mustafar and the I have the high ground exchange with Obi-Wan. Everything I'm, in that scene is just fucking incredible. I'm going to agree with everything you said. I'm going to add one more. Luke and Vader's first duel yes. on Bespin. Great one. At the end of Empire is— That's a phenomenal sequence. Incredible. Visually stunning when they both light up their sabers oh in the blue God, and, and the, the red. And the dark. And there's all that smoke and mist <sighs> coming up from all the machinery around them. And it just is, like, so iconic. I they battle that. all throughout the complex, ending with the famous reveal that Darth Vader is, in fact, Luke Skywalker's father. I love that whole that whole sequence is amazing. I agree with that one as well. Could you top it? It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> there are so many Set rewatchable scenes. Maybe we'll do a longer rewatchable scene list at some point. Those were just some of the first ones that came to mind. Next, number four, Damon Anglin. Who's your dream ship? Oh man. In the Star Wars universe. I mean, wow, what a rich text here. I got a few. I got a few as well. Um, this is really like basic for me. Mm-hmm. Real basic look here. Okay. But I have to be true to who I am and to what I want. And I am a Raylo shipper. Okay. I want to see Kylo and Ray together. I want it. I believe in it. And I hope it happens, even though I. I don't know if I should allow myself to dream, but I really hope it happens. That's one that I would put out as something that is actually like in line with how the story is playing out and what we could potentially actually see. Like, could it turn out that Kylo and Rey are siblings or any number of other possibilities? Yes, of course. I'm not saying that it's a guarantee that they're going to end up as a romantic pairing. Plenty of other things on the table, but this is on the table too. Much like when I was shipping Ron and Hermione, it's like the story could potentially go in this direction. I then have a couple nominees that are just like manufactured in in the dream cave of my mind. L3 and Han Solo. I love it. Two of the characters with the most irrepressible sexual energy and potency. I love it. Imagine what they could get up to together. Just imagine. L3 is, she's a handful. She'll put you through it. If there's anyone who can handle it, it's Han. I'm right there with you. If... He tried to throw an I know at her. Oh, forget about it. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna it's not it. gonna work for a second. I think that would be just scintillating. Another one that we have actually talked about that we it feels like we just missed it, man. Mm-hmm. We just missed it by one glass of blue milk. Qui-Gon and Shmi. I mean, it was close. It I was definitely a close think run thing. Qui-Gon is one of the Jedi who fucks. Qui-Dong King. <laughs> And as we know from Lars's speech at Shmi's funeral, she is just a no, revelatory no lay. No one could. <laughs> no, no, no man, wife. <laughs> no wife has ever pleased her husband more completely than Shmi did for me. I just think that. Anakin, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, that's my mom. <laughs> I just think that Qui-Gon and Shmi really had some chemistry. Oh, yeah, they did. They really did. Yeah. Yo, Grace, he was interested. He was interested. <laughs> and then, you know, the last one I'll offer up for now. Give me Maz and Lando. Interesting. Okay. Now, Interesting. Maz has an aura, an essence about her that is simultaneously unique, very specific to her, and also the kind of thing that makes you believe that's a person who could get along 
either as pals, as peers, as professionals, or as lovers with basically anyone. She's always down for a good time. She's focused. She knows what she wants, and she's not afraid to get it. Lando, I mean, what do we know from Kira in Solo? Lando, the prodigious. is packing it. <laughs> the rest will be left He's unsaid. Swinging it, swinging it. Now, both of these characters will be in The Rise of Skywalker. And I have no idea what's going to happen in the movie. We're recording this at the top of this week. We haven't seen the new trailer yet. Don't know if they're going to have meaningful interaction at all. Mm -hmm. But I like to think about the possibilities that could unfold. I mean, I think Lando late in life here is still probably very active as a a lover. Very active. (laughs) Very. Uh, What about you? I love it. Kylo Ray, you know, I thought about it. Here's my, the reason that I did not pick this is I just, you know, if you've taken part either directly or indirectly in a genocide, (laughs) I'm out on you. And yes, is there some chemistry? Sure. But did you murder a planet? Yes. I, it's tough for me. And yes, I understand that a lot of the themes <laughs> of, Star, of Star Wars, you know, revolve redemption. around this idea of redemption yeah. and redeeming these people. Ever heard of Anakin and, Skywalker? Listen, I've been watching Clone Wars. Uh, season five is especially tough because there's a arc where the younglings go to Ilum to uh, get their kyber crystal and you Love grow Ilum. very attached to these uh, youngsters and then you realize that, oh yeah, Anakin Skywalker like dismembered them in the temple. It's very tough. Listen, let's not forget about the Tusken Raiders. The men, the women, the children. The children you know, too. Even the children. He was there for numerous planets getting destroyed. I just think it's tough. I understand their spirit has been cleansed and now they're he's on the light side. Anakin... Whatever. That's fine. I just can't include you in my shipping. Same with Kylo. I can't include him. Okay. He stood there, you know, on the deck of his ship and watched the Starkiller Blaze. However, the Star he Killer Base blow up an entire Couldn't planet. pull the trigger when it came time to kill mom. You know? That's something. I guess. It's good with I guess it is. Wait, so, can I do another one that just occurred to me sure. literally in this moment? Sure. What about Rio and Chewie? Ooh. You'll never, you'll never know sleep so sweet as the one curled up in a Wookiee's lap. That's interesting. That's it. Rio is another one with too many hands. No, but that's the whole appeal. I know, it's just tough for me. I liked Rio. I liked Rio a lot, though. Okay, so I'm going to go, I'm going inside the box, so to speak. Mm -hmm. L3 and K2SO. I like it. I think that they, you know, K2 has this very dry sense of humor, but also like was such a loyal person. And I think that they're two, the more outgoing L3 and the more kind of like inward reserved K2SO, I think there'd be like a really strong bond there. And I think she would really appreciate the fact that he... You know, he's like a freed imperial droid that thinks completely differently now. I like it a lot. Here's my only counterpoint. Sure. L3 Mm -hmm. believes in liberation, droid rights, total independence. I just imagine this playing out where L3 is really into it, thinks it's real. And then K2 is like, I flipped your switch. Cassian said I had to. Yeah. Might be a mood killer. It'd be like a James Carville, Mary Matlin kind of like, I I think that there'd be some chemistry. That's all. Now, this one isn't really a ship. It's kind of like very implied, but Chirrut and Baze. Oh, I mean, I can basically consider a canon. Yeah, it's pretty. I love it, though. Basically canonical. But like, I just like love their. It's a beautiful relationship. relationship. It's a wonderful relationship. Very special. And then uh, third, Ahsoka Tano, who (laughs) was a Padawan of Anakin Skywalker's. So best. A fierce 
Jedi fighter in her own right. And Saw Gerrera, the oh young my, Saw oh Gerrera. They were together yeah. on Onderon mm-hmm. when Ahsoka was like the Jedi liaison for the rebels on Onderon and Saw was just starting his like militant career. And, you know, Ahsoka was like, in, there was a little love triangle like action going on with her. And I, and I was feeling it. And I think that, the, you know, if they got together later before Saw's like limbs were destroyed and he was yeah. huffing on a spice mask. <laughs> Yeah. I think there would be something there. I like it. Yeah. On the one hand, young Saw Gerrera, kind of a snack. Yeah, he was he was a very handsome. Super handsome dude. On the other hand, I just think it would be a drag to come home and have it be like, where were you? I was, I, you know, Anakin needed me. He gave me a mission. <laughs> oh, Master Obi-Wan asked for help. I know, but like. Lies! The, Deception! It, it, <laughs> lies! Well, younger, 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 younger saw, I think, would have maybe been a little more trusting. Also, like, looks a lot like Lucio from Overwatch. Oh, interesting. Anyway, that those are my picks. I like it. Number five, Antoine asks, what is the first quote you think of when you think about Star Wars? And then the second part of the question is, what Star Wars quote have you used the most in everyday conversation? Okay, so. Not your favorite Star Wars quote, Mm -hmm. not the one that means the most to you, all of which I'm sure we'll hit on in time, but the first quote that you think about, just instant association, and then the quote that you use the most in everyday conversation before I hear from you. Yes. I want to hear from someone else. The Google Assistant. Hey, Google, use the force. I'll try. Wait. There is no try. I am going to slightly change the rules of the question. Wow. First, Wait, I'll say- You're pulling a Ruben. I know, for, I'm pulling a Ruben. <laughs> first, I'll say, never tell me the odds. Okay. But the- So honest, that's the one you think of first or the one yes, you use the most. That's the one I think of first. Okay. But the thing from Star Wars that I use the most is honestly just Yoda grammar. Oh, great one. That passive Yoda grammar. Great one. I mean, it's like, you do it all the time. So Anytime someone says something like slightly knowing or kind of penetrating, somewhat trenchant, then you just like hit them with the Yoda grammar. I love it. I love it. Star Wars's true legacy is broken sentence structure. Yes. <laughs> Every editor's a nightmare. Yeah. Inverted constructions. Damn you, Yoda. <laughs> what about you? That's a great one. Um, mine are kind of cliche, but I think, you know, to do some role reversal here, and I'll, I'll play your normal role and honor the spirit of the question. Sure. The first quote that I think of, the one that is just so ingrained, instant association with what Star Wars is, if I hear Star Wars, if someone's talking about Star Wars, it's got to be May the Force be with you, right? Like, it's that iconic and ubiquitous for a reason. So that would be my pick. I think a close second, though, would be help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, subbed in for basically any situation, you know? Help me, Isaac Lee, you're my only hope. (laughs) May et cetera, the for- et cetera. May the Force be with you is great. I mean, one of my favorite Star Wars bits is when two characters are parting to go on separate, very crucial and very mm-hmm. perilous missions to hit him with the, oh, may the Force may be with you. As like, oh, wait, hold on a second. May the Force be with you. It's great stuff. You know, normally I would just be like, dap you up, hug. Yeah. Hey, may the Force be with you. Good luck. Bye. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite recurring bits to be like, okay, bye. Great. I'll see you. Oh, wait, Mallory. And the force be with you. And the force be with Applicable you. Applicable in almost any situation, right? You can apply it with levity. Yeah. You can inject an unbelievable amount of earnestness and sincerity. Yeah. I love it. The ones that I use the most in everyday conversation, though obviously 
requisite caveat that will change after binge mode because it's already probably now like meditate, on, yeah. <laughs> meditate, making fun of Yoda or something. But it's probably search your feelings. Either in the full search your feelings, you know it to be true, which I say regularly, especially to my husband, or just a shorthand <laughs> search your feelings. And then the iconic, I find your lack of faith disturbing. I find Vader your line. lack of faith disturbing. Here's what I like about that one. Works in any direction. Flexible. I love it. Next. Let's clear the lane right now <laughs> for Mallory Rubin. Brandon Powell asks, quarterbacks are like the pilots of an NFL team. Okay. If every NFL starting quarterback had to pilot a pod racer in a single race, who is coming in for second, third, and who is dead last? Bonus pod racing question to tack on here. Who is Minerva Megalian backing in the pod racing bracket? Okay. Mallory, Okay, I give you the floor. So the first part there was from Brandon. The Megalian pod racing racket one we got from like many different people. Boy, what a question. Um, I feel like Why I Why are you pretending like you don't know inner, who number one is? I love how you're like, here. the best bit in this is you <laughs> try, is you being like, uh, wow. it's tough, it's tough, folks. And let me think, gosh, there's so many good quarterbacks in the NFL these days. You like acting like you All right, don't. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Now this is play action. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, my son, Lamar Jackson, from your loins of the Baltimore Ravens. Fresh from your loins. Listen, if you didn't watch Ravens Seahawks, what are you doing? But if you did, then you, like me, know that Lamar has transcended to a different plane of existence. I love it. He's making his own myth right now. It's amazing what he's doing. What can't he do? He is running. Can he bring balance to the force? Yeah. Not only can he, he is bringing balance to the force. You're going to see him every game north of 100 passing yards. You're going to see north of 100 rushing yards. He's going to get in the end zone. What can't he do? He can score in any way he wants to. He's a leader. He is focused and determined. Just like Anakin out there, he believes. He believes that he will find a way to win, even if he hasn't before. And I respect and admire that tenacity. Okay? Number two. Pat Mahomes. And I want to be clear, this is... Sounds like Yoda, also. A little bit of a Yoda-esque voice. Very, very. This is a, a healthy Pat Mahomes, okay? Right, right. okay. We got, I want to be, be clear. Sure, sure, sure. I want to be clear about that. If we're existing only in this moment in time right here, and Mahomes is on the shelf, then I would probably sub in Aaron Rodgers here. But what do you need to be a successful pod racer? You need to trust your instincts. Yes. You watch him make a read. You watch him invent. The energy that binds all things, that applies to how he thinks Mm. about the game. It unfolds so naturally for him. Number three, and this is a real, this is only an answer a few weeks into 2019 and then doesn't make sense outside of this moment in time pick. Gardner Minshew, the Mississippi mustache. Minshew mania. (laughs) Minshew mania. This guy, first of all, looks like he's ready for Bunta's Eve. Okay. The mustache, the bandana. You can read a a great athletic collection of anecdotes about his time at Washington State, how he used to walk around campus with a bottle of Crown Royale in his jeans jeans band. I mean, he's ready for what life throws at him. He had been at numerous colleges, kept having to transfer, just waiting for someone to believe in him. Drafted in the sixth round, backup quarterback. 
injuries. What does he do? He steps up, Jason. What do you have to do if you're out there on the track and a Tuscan Raider snipes at you from above? You adapt. You adapt. The Mississippi mustache is ready to adapt. I love it. Dead last was part of this question. And I got to say, weirdly, this was hard for me just because there are a couple really tempting picks. Mitchell, Biscuit, Trubisky. It's an absolute Travis Schumachery. Right Read the ro- Google Roger Sherman, the ringer. Can Mitchell Trubisky throw to his left? And you'll get the answer for why he can't be in a race that requires changing directions. <laughs> it's really all you need to know. And listen, this, it wouldn't be me, me if I didn't say, at least throw out Joe say, Flacco. I just want to say this. Leave Joe Flacco alone at this point. <laughs> He's suffered just, enough. Just leave him alone now. I mean, it's painful to watch. It is. I just want to say that the Padres might be a a quick exit for him at this point, and that might be like bliss and peace. You know, just no. I just want Joe to rest. No need to mention him here, Eddie. (laughs) Like he's got enough going on. Okay, I respect it. You're just throwing dirt on his grave right now. Listen, Obi Wan voice. You have done that yourself, (laughs) Joe. Any. Other people you want to throw out there who you think would be very competitive in the quarterbacks? I mean, you're a Giants fan. Danny Dimes, you want to throw him out there? Love my guy, Danny Dimes, but I agree with what you've done here. McGonagall, for that part of the question, I think we can can say with certainty. She Yes, she loves a ringer. She loves a child who is very talented. She had Anakin's blood tests from the moment he was born. As soon as those went out, she heard about it immediately. She intercepted Qui-Gon's transmission to Obi-Wan. Hey, uh, and she yeah, ordered so Minerva, she ordered the Nimbus immediately. Minerva, there's a kid on uh, Tatooine. His MIDI count is off the charts. Listen, we're going to get into plenty of Darth Plagueis, midichlorian, Anakin conception theories. That's right. Don't rule out Minerva Megalia McGonagall being a part of that. <laughs> I need you to make me a pod racer who it. can't lose, who can earn me those credits. Return we will. After sponsor words. Binge Mode Star Wars is presented by State Farm. You know those days when it feels like problems just pop out of nowhere? The Jedi sure do. Helpful folks at State Farm do too. Like a fender bender when you're already late. Or a thief breaking into your home and making off with your new flat screen TV. Luckily, there are more than 19,000 agents who are there for you. Because when it comes to auto and home insurance, State Farm agents are ready to help. Find an agent today at statefarm.com. And now, back to binge mode. Number seven, Jenea. Who would win in an epic duel, the best wizard of all time against the best Jedi of all time? And which character do you pick for each side? It's such an easy pick. I thought that too. And then I was like, am I being... No, I really think it's like, so... It's the wizards. It's the wizards because they can just do so much more with their magic. Yeah. And it's like at range too. Like, yes, Darth can force choke, but he has to be like within a reasonable distance. And yes, Luke did project his image across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. That was pretty dope. But that was essentially like a hologram. It couldn't actually fight you. And yes, Snoke could also like link minds from across the galaxy. But but again, I mean... Room to room. Voldemort tricked Harry into infiltrating the Department of Mysteries. You know, anything that the Jedi can do, the wizards can also do. And the wand is so much more of a robust and flexible tool than Mm -hmm. the lightsaber, which is really, really cool, but honestly seems pretty simplistic in production comparison to the amount of things you can do with the wand. I just think it's it's not a fair comparison. At the end of the day, you put the... Dumbledore, Voldemort, Ministry of Magic, Order of the Phoenix, dual scene 
on one column here. And then you could do a compare and contrast to a smash cut of every time a Jedi dropped a lightsaber and you have the answer Oculus to your question. Saber. Now what? What are we doing now? <laughs> it's right? over. It's <laughs> over. It's done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Horror film trailer. Wow. Yes. <laughs> What planet in the Star Wars universe would be the best to vacation to? Oh, I love this. Fun one. Listen, recency bias, I will admit, is playing a role here. Mm-hmm. But everyone, go to your copy of Rogue One, wherever it is, on whatever platform it is. <laughs> you love Rogue One. Fast forward to the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Scarif. Gorgeous. Beautiful planet. Gorgeous. Crystal blue water. It looks like the Caribbean. Yeah, tropical white sand beaches <laughs> with the palm trees growing. It is gorgeous there. It's it is beautiful. It's beautiful. My is it, the Empire there? Yes. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay, but there's a, there's a like my let me see the rest of the planet. Are shield over the entire planet, keeping me in place and my friends out, and <laughs> I an imperial base <laughs> where the most. Top secret and crucial empire missions are playing out. All I'm saying is if you are in the empire, Imperial Navy, and you're like, oh, I've I've been assigned to Scarif? Hmm. Fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hell yes. It's beautiful. I'll be out there on the beach with the sunblock on, my towel out. I'm just chilling. I That's do- why security was so lax once people got through the gate. Because everybody is just like chilling out on Scarab. Immediately, this calls to mind basically the real life equivalent of San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I'm just picturing you taking part in the Star Wars equivalent of the volleyball scene from Top Gun. Oh, hell yeah. It's just leisure time for you. Absolutely, 100% is leisure time <laughs> on Scarab. Let's chill. I like it. My pick, it's got to be Naboo. It's, it is a great pick. It's, it's a beautiful planet. Gorgeous there. Beautiful planet. First of all, Good enough for Palpy, our good friend Sheev. Yes. Okay. Not only his home planet, but even after the You know entire... that's in all the brochures. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the emperor makes his vacation home here. He could go literally anywhere he wants and he does all the time. But you know what, Jason? The Lake District calls to you. It does call. Every now and then you just want to be held yeah. like you were by the, by lake, the lake on the boo. By the lake on the boo. You don't have to worry about don't. the Coarse, irritating sand. It's, there's none here. You get to frolic with the shock in the meadows. It's also beautiful. It's also actually Italy. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. so like it's, it's yes. Like it's the Riviera. That's what it is. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. And if you want to change the pace at some point, you can go visit Odagunga. You, sure. You want to see an underground, underwater. It's beautiful. City? You want to visit Atlantis after you're finished Let's with go. Venice? Let's I got go. the place for you. Yes. Okay. Feed a metropolis. A it's magnificent metropolis. Everything also, is marble. Just the location of Naboo as a planet, mid-rim, right? Middle rim. So like you have some options, some flexibility. Also, we've mocked this, but now I'm thinking about it from the other perspective. Easy to remember naming convention. Everything's just called Naboo. Naboo, Naboo, Naboo. The star is Naboo, the people are Naboo, and you're on Naboo. Conserve my my mental energy for all sorts of other crucial tasks. That rich, that plasma-rich interior allows us to unlock all sorts of secrets. I just, I think it's wonderful. I will throw out Endor. It is great. Because in our actual world, if I could live in any number of places, I'd love to be near Muir Woods. I love Redwoods. Gorgeous. I love them. So get me out there. 
in the Muir Woods of Star Wars. Tough with the Ewoks are meat eating and they will hunt you. But conversely, how can I use that to my advantage? I befriend the Ewoks. I make them think I'm a god somehow. Okay. You levitate me. I make them think I'm a god. And then anyone who's bothering me, they just put on a spit and roast for a meal. It's great. And then they play drums. I love it. (laughs) Number nine. (laughs) Number nine from Liz Dell. If you could be a part of one Star Wars movie, which and why? Okay. So we're taking this to me and we are actually in in the the movie and you're like a side character or whatever. So despite how much I love Rogue One, it's the only one I eliminate immediately. Yeah, everybody on the- Everyone dies. (laughs) You're on the planet, the planet gets blown up and you die. (gasps) Everyone dies. It's very tough. I think I'm going to go with Revenge of the Sith because- You know, much like I always say when talking about Half-Blood Prince, nothing I like more than a front row seat for the making of evil. I'm just going to be chilling there on a lava flow on Mustafar with my popcorn as I watch Anakin and Obi-Wan duel. I think that would be fascinating and incredible. Also, can you imagine you're one of the Imperial soldiers helping out? You're in the room. You're there when Vader's armor clicks into place for the first time. You hear him take his first breath. In the room where it happens. As Hamilton says. And then... When he's like, no, you get to be like, are we sure that's good? (laughs) Are we sure that's what we want? So I think that's my pick. What about you? I'm going to go with Solo. Oh, okay. Great. Interesting. Great and colorful cast of characters. You love the yacht. Listen, First Light is an incredible yacht. Like one of my favorite ships of all time. And so it's an incredible ship. As usual. You're thinking about this the right way, and I am just flailing. You're like, I'm going to be on the pleasure yacht while you're melting in fucking lava. I'm going to be playing sabaka and playing cards with with an incredibly intriguing cast of characters, laughing it up, hanging out with a Wookiee. Some deaths, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, some of the more notable ones are kind of like Mm self-caused, you know? Yeah. Some people like... Yeah, it's like pulled Val. the ripcord Val. and didn't need to do it. Hey, Val, it was not that serious. Just climb down. Yeah. <laughs> no reason to do this now. You'll get the next shipment. So light on deaths, a lot of people surviving in that one. Mm-hmm. That's because they intended to make two more movies I at know. first. <laughs> but still, I'm going with it. And I like it. you're close to Han. That means you're close to luck. Gray one. You don't Gray have to tell one. him the odds because he is beating the odds all the time. He's got a great ship. Yeah. L3 is involved. Incredible. Sometimes with the body. Maps. Sometimes with the body, sometimes not with the body. One of the things about Solo, incredible sexual energy for That's, basically and, everyone in and the And that is the other thing. There's a sexiness in that movie. Okay, you get to fuck one being in Solo. Here are your choices. Kira, Han, L3, Lando, Val. Who are you going with? And if you want to get weird, Dryden Voss is there for you. Dryden's too much. Tobias Beckett Dryden's, doesn't really seem like you're trying. Dryden's too much of a freak. He's got some. Uh, um, I'm going to Kira L3. Okay. Val. Okay. I like it. I mean, it. Kira, she's looking great in that movie. Period. Point blank. Mm-hmm. She looks fabulous. is kicking ass, taking names, and looking great doing it. Fabulous. Absolutely unafraid, willing to take chances. She can whoop some ass. She puts the fade on that member of the pike. <laughs> L3, for all the reasons we mentioned, you know, who knows what she's up to. Oh, yeah. That's I just mean, like, let's just what see. Can't what can't those navigational maps find, Let's just find, find out what's folks. going on. 
If it's good enough for Orlando, it's good enough for me. And then Val is great. You want to play the Val accord? <laughs> yeah, I do. But again, Val, like no reason to die there. Like you could have just poor judgment. Yeah, very tough. Anyway, number ten. Mm-hmm. Matthew, different Matthew from the earlier Matthew. Matthew Ruskin asks if you had to build a team of any five characters to complete a crucial mission. Mm-hmm. It's not just any mission; it's a crucial mission. I like it. Who would they be, and why? You go first. I'm gonna walk go us first. through your five. Han Solo, number one. Okay, he's just gonna get it done. Team uh, captain, by hook or by crook. Yeah, you know he doesn't really want to do it, but he will do it. Mm-hmm. And when he does it, he will come through like gangbusters. The Boy, ship. Oh well, yeah, he will. <laughs> the ship may almost break down uh... five hundred times, but he's gonna get it done. Because I have Han, I have to have Chewie. Okay, they keep each other in check. It's a package deal with those two, period. I need a kind of brains behind the scenes, so I'm mm-hmm. going to pick Admiral Raddus, legend of the Rebel Alliance fleet. Interesting. What a what a curveball pick. I like it. Just really a legend of the Mon Calamari to the point where Grand Moff Tarkin was like, listen, you got to watch out for Raddus. Like, don't underestimate this dude. He's super smart and just a master strategist. He's the, he is the Mon Calamari in Rogue One who saw like the disabled Star Destroyer and was like, get the Corvette up there, push it into the other ship and right. destroy the gate. Just like a, able to think on the fly, great master strategist. Do you think at any point he's going to look at you and say, my fearless leader, the person who brought us all together, who wants me to follow him anywhere. I heard on a recent episode of Binge Mode Star Wars that you think he that looks our, delicious. He looks good. <laughs> I, I, like, he looks, my race of people I, would a little be lemon, most little delicious. lemon and a pinch of salt on some marinara. On I think it'd be delicious. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> That's not why I'm picking him. But oh, in a gosh. pinch, things get dicey in space. We lose power. We're just floating around out there for a period of time. Dice up Radis. I respect it. Throw them in a pan. I respect it. You're really thinking ahead for all the ways the mission can unfold. <laughs> um, Ray. Bring a leader and a meal. I feel like we need one Jedi, and I'm going to go with Ray. Okay. Just a natural. Great pick. A prodigy. He's got that energy, that optimistic energy that I need. I have zero doubt about her staying true to the side of the light, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. In what two months? Uh-huh. But right now, you're feeling good. I feel like she is firmly on the path of the light, and I don't. I don't want to mess with any of these Jedi who are dabbling with the dark side. I don't okay. need that in my All life. Right. Now, listen. I love Ray. Very important to sure. me. Sure. Are you at all concerned that you're going to be like, here, here's the mission. Here's what I need you to focus on, and then she's going to say. Just need a quick diversion to find out who my parents are. No, I don't think so because I feel like we've got that sorted out. Did we? Kind of. <laughs> Did it's we? it's as, we got a, a okay answer. Uh, okay. Would I you like a answer. little bit more detail? Would I you, liked yeah, the I answer. Like it Did, too. Did Ray? I well, listen. That's an answer. We, okay. We've got a mission, you and the mission content. is critical. I All think right. that she's. I think you can depend on her. I, I agree that you can depend on her. Very skilled, very reliable. Has a lot of heart. I like absolutely. The pick. I like the, the heart pick. of the spark that will light the fire of rebellion once again. I dig it. I and, dig it. Ray is dope. And then listen, we need a droid. You I do. thought about L three, but listen, we have her brain. Sorry, <laughs> cold, but so, true. So you have the Falcon in this scenario. If I have if Han, you have and, Han Chewie, Chewie, I need and Ray, you've got it Han, in any Chewie, timeline. Ray, I've got a lock on the Falcon, okay. and that gives me L3. That's smart. I really struggled with this. Okay. 
but I'm going to go with R2. It's a great pick. It's a nearly unassailable pick. I'm going to go with R2. He knows his way around that ship. Think of how he's many put wars out he's fires there. He's like yeah. he's literal like, and figurative fires. Yes. He's interfaced with the ship numerous times. He's put out fires, as you said. He's just very familiar with everybody involved. And yes, he has been in low power mode for a period of time, <laughs> but he's as sharp as ever. That is my pick. What also, one of the most upsetting things that happens in Clone Wars is the R2 prisoner of war yeah, arc. Awesome. Very upsetting to watch, seeing him disassembled. It's Why really just heart wrenching. But do I wish it hadn't happened? I do. But we know he can handle himself no he matter knows, how things go. He's just one of the greatest ever. Of course, everybody hated him when they first. And they hated him. <laughs> They I hate just, him. I really appreciate how open-minded you are. You're not like, I prefer a droid who didn't get captured. <laughs> <laughs> who do you got? Here's my team. Let's hear it. This was hard. Sure. Okay. Number one, BB-8. I love it. It's a great pick. Like you said, you need a droid. You have to have one. You need a droid that you can count on. Yes. You need a droid other people can count on. Absolutely. This is this is part of it. And this applies to R2 as well. It was it was those two have always flip. come through. Always. Period. Adaptable, always. well-liked by basically anyone you'd want to be within a rim of. <laughs> Who hates BB8 or R2? No Let's one. Let's ask George Lucas. Yeah, I know. They hated him. They hated him. <laughs> when people first met BB8 and those sweet little they hated him. They hated him. <laughs> BB can roll over sand, can drive can everywhere. a tank, can do a lot faces of down any threat. A leader, an innovator, yeah. you need to get out of Break a casino of after you've broken out of guess jail what? and you've got your code. Well, guess what? He's going to not only get your code breaker, it. he's going to get you the ship. Just perfect. Gets along with everybody, wants approval, but also helps people find that approval in themselves. Just fabulous. I love it. Next. Listen. <laughs> I have a lot of, I, it's a question mark for me, to be honest with you, but go on. I can see it in your yeah. face already. Give me Clone Wars era Anakin Skywalker. He was a legitimately a badass. In the the Clone chosen Wars. one, yeah. folks. Yeah. I mean, midichlorian should count off the charts, okay? Off the charts. When you get to the NBA or NFL draft, what do they talk about? They talk about the measurables. That's right. And folks, Anakin Skywalker has them. Why did I give a specific moment in time here? I think that's important, okay? Clone Wars era Anakin has his head on his shoulders. He's still a rogue, but I think every now and then you need that roguish spirit on a mission because you need somebody who isn't just going to honor the letter of the law of what somebody handed sure. down, who's going to be able to say, you know what? Does it, Let does me it, improvise. Does it bother you that in this very time that you have picked, <laughs> there is an ongoing seduction going on between that is being orchestrated by Sheev Palpatine, Darth Sidious, <laughs> yeah. to turn Anakin to the dark side. That is ongoing as you have him here. I would just say that everybody's got something. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you know? Sure. That was perfect. Okay. And okay. this I is mean, the moment in time where Anakin is still alive with the possibility of what the Jedi Order represents, even though he certainly has his nitpicks, right? His pick and nits section on Rewatchables episode he's got of the Jedi of, Order he's got a is, lot of issues. is long, but he's still invested. He's stuffing that suggestions box at <laughs> the is. Jedi Temple. Here's the other reason I picked him from this moment in time, though. He has a Padawan 
Okay. Ahsoka is his Padawan. He has an apprentice and it really has brought out some- That's a great point. Commendable leadership qualities in him. He shows a side of him that you really don't think he has. That's why I want that specific Anakin on my team. He's not only a prodigy, the best there ever was or could be, but he knows how to work with others. He wants to help them find the best in themselves. Next, Leia. It's a great pick. Money with a blaster. Okay. Money- with the money. Money with the money. Political connections. Not everything happens with a lightsaber, okay? You need to be able to operate on a mission in all sorts of ways. Princess, senator, general, war leader. She can cut Jedi, loose. Cut loose when kinda. she needs to. You know, she loves love. Yeah. Also, I think that having his own daughter on the team, I thought about this a lot, would help keep Anakin anchored. That's a reminder. Interesting. That's Interesting. a reminder of... What his love Interesting. with Padme was capable, the good it was capable of bringing into the world. I think about being on a starship with my mom for an extended period of time, <laughs> and it's honestly a nightmare. But I get where you're going with this, and maybe it would work. I just think that we've seen how Anakin talked about his mother. How much of this is he just— He can't have his mother, but he can have his daughter. How much, of the, how much of this is you just being able to pick Leia's brain about what sex with Han was like? Most of it. Honestly, most of it. Next, Cassian. It's a great pick. I like this pick as well. Spycraft. Love it. Okay. I need somebody who's a little dirty when he needs to be. Willing to do whatever's necessary. You need one willing to do whatever's necessary person on your team. I want to, in the interest of full disclosure, I initially had Chewie here, but like you said, you have to keep Chewie and Han as a team. You got it. I couldn't bring them both. I couldn't bring them both. And so. I need somebody who is going to be able to get me intel, actionable intel for the rest of my team to then follow through on. Also, I like it, I like it someone who's willing to die for the cause. Someone who is willing. he is. Isaac, he couldn't believe that neither of us picked Holdo, someone who was willing to literally ride, not only ride or die, ride and die, yeah. right? Ride right into your death. Cassian's like that too. He's going to wrap us in his arms as our doom claims us. I love it. Love it. And then- Fifth and finally, I'm picking Mara Jade. Going Legends. Legends style. Going Legends. I think one of the worst things that's ever happened to Binge Mode was the moment we realized that our Luke is a space version jokes only worked in official canon. Right. He was he was absolutely dealing that sky dick <laughs> in, in the extended universe. So, the Mara extended Jade, universe. Luke's wife. Yeah. But... Is that the only reason that she's on here? No, it's not. Because who was she? Where was she before all that? Came up with Palpy. Okay. So you mentioned you don't want people who are going to be flirting with the the dark side. I do. I want somebody who knows what it's like across enemy lines. I want somebody who can tell me what the foe is thinking, what they might be doing. It's basically like a slight twist on the Finn plot points. Oh, you need to know exactly where this one button right. is in this cavernous right. space. I gotcha, because right. I was a stormtrooper. Mary Jade gives me that kind of access like to it. intelligence, a knowledge of how life can be if the enemy is allowed to prevail, and thus motivation for everyone, and also a fucking badass Jedi yeah, she can kick force it. user in her own right, a lover when she needs to be. I mean, got fucking space virgin Luke Skywalker to busted that deal cherry. that dick <laughs> despite his vows. Incredible stuff. Busted, what a testament. Busted that cherry. <gasps> Next. Number 11. 
The princess Camila Beltran. Yes. Who would you rather have as your Jedi teacher, Yoda or Obi-Wan? And this is like not even This is close. easy, isn't it? It's so easy. It's, it's Obi-Wan all day, every day, all the time. It's I wonder if they mean Ben Kenobi. Yeah. He's ben? just like in Clone Wars again. Like yeah, just, he's, it, just great he's a great teacher and a great guide and also can really work with that lightsaber. Yoda, he does a lot of sitting down, <laughs> you know, and like. And just the training regiment on Dagobah, first of all, terrible planet. I don't want to go there to train with you if the training camp is in a fucking swamp. And it's just a lot of stacking rocks. He makes you, know, you, like, he I, makes you carry him around a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's a lot of like put you, your, little, back. your fucking little claws <laughs> in my shoulder as I like swing from vines. I'm I'm out. Like handstands while you stand on my feet. I'm out. Out. Obi-Wan is taking me into the field. Yes. You know, we're dealing with gangsters on Pike and we're doing this and we're fighting against the Federation. We're doing like all types of things. And it's like training by doing. Yes. Yoda is a lot of like, I sit down with you and you say stuff and then we hang out in a swamp. I'm out. I I don't want it. The thing is, Yoda's great. He's great. Like, no shots. Seeing the awakening that Luke is able to undergo thanks to Yoda's guiding hand. Really remarkable. However, when I am learning something from someone, I need feedback that I understand. And I feel like any time I would ask Yoda a question, it'd be tough. It's either a riddle or a delay. A lot of stall tactics. Yoda. This guy. How's my lightsaber work? Yoda. How's my force choking? Meditate on this, I will. Every time, okay? Obi-Wan... Guy's 900. He has all, all the time in the world. It's like I'm on the I'm on the clock, guy. Human lifespan. Can we just let's, let's get this thing going? Obi Wan. First of all, just great vibes. Great yeah, vibes from Obi Wan. He's got great vibes. Obi Wan fucks. Obi Wan definitely fucks. There's a little bit too much of the leave the person you care about or the innocent to brutal demise from Obi-Wan. You know, Padme falls out into the sand dunes. Anakin hates sand. Obi-Wan's just like, leave her. We have have to focus. It was a hot war zone at the time to be fair to Obi-Wan. It wasn't like... Every time in Clone Wars somebody's in peril, Obi-Wan's like, we're not going to be able to save him. Let's move on. It was an active war zone. It's a pattern with him. Uh, Okay. So that part's a little tough. However, not only is he very gifted, I think in general, pretty chill and understanding and acceptable of everybody's idiosyncrasies. I think that the, he's jealous, he's holding me back, Anakin mantra is actually kind of like an effective motivator. Mm. If Obi-Wan makes you feel that way, like you always want to be better than the person you're learning from, you know, the, the young generation supplants the old one. This is part of human nature. I yeah. think Obi-Wan's ability to unlock that inside of Anakin and probably all of us yeah. would, would really lead to, to good work. Now, do his pupils occasionally become Sith Lords? Occasionally. It happens. However, got to be honest. It happens to the best of us, if to that, be honest. If that happens, it means happens you're probably thriving. Happened to Yoda. It happened thriving. to Obi-Wan. It happens to all of them. <laughs> Next. Alex Weiler asks, which Star Wars character has the most big dick energy and why is it Sebulba? <laughs> it's not Sebulba. Oh, it's Han Solo. Like, I think of it's, course. but it's, I think the, it's such an obvious answer that we need to go further. 
you have something down here, and I agree. I think Sheev Palpatine yeah, is it's a significant. Uh, those yes. robes. Oh my god! He, the, you the, don't the desk chair that's a throne. Come on, come on my dude! <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, it's just like it, as we've said numerous times, he is just having a grand old time. Can I learn about big dick energy? Not from, from a, a Jedi. Jedi. I think in general, whether it's Palpy or I would throw out Dooku, I think the Sith have big dick energy. I think the Sith had big dick energy. The ability to operate in the shadows for so long, patience, you don't need to flaunt it. You don't need to shout about it to everyone. That's right. That is the essence of big dick energy. I mean, Han is an interesting case study, actually, because on there the one hand— There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. <laughs> there you go. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain big dick energy. It's perfect. It fits. It honestly yeah. does. The thing about Han that's fascinating is he is so— clearly the right choice and the pick here. He is very cocky and cockiness is slightly contrary in some respects to Big Dick Energy. But the thing is, the difference, this is an important distinction. This is really where the heart of Big Dick Energy lies. He doesn't need your approval. He just just, knows he's got it. And that's the heart of it. That's the heart of it. I would also throw out Maz. Maz is great. I love the in The Last Jedi when they hologram with Maz. Incredible. And she's just like on a mission somewhere, like having yeah. a sh- in the middle of a shootout. Yeah, and then is like nominating. And making jokes and shit. <laughs> nominating Codebreakers, who she's definitely fucked. Yeah. Incredible like, stuff for Maz. Know when you see him. I was thinking about Ahsoka or Ventress, mm. but something that I started to realize as I was thinking about I various. I sleep around Ventress. It's just. <laughs> Ahsoka, there's a yeah. sweetness also. There She's is. a badass, but there's also a sweetness. Ahsoka is like a little— Ahsoka is uh, a Ventress little— Ventress is too scary. Ahsoka, though, is a little bit too—and I, I love Ahsoka, but in terms of the big dick energy equation, a little bit too eager to show you that she's right and you're wrong, that sure. she can do it. That's sure. not really what big dick energy is, so I had to eliminate her ultimately. The Jedi don't really have it as a rule because they're so obsessed with— convincing you that they're right. And that's that's not really what big dick energy is. I think in some ways Qui-Gon is like an exception among Jedi. Obi-Wan too a little bit. He has that quiet confidence. You know he slings it. Trust your dick energy, you must. (gasps) Okay. 13. Jack O'Lantern. If you could remove one scene from the prequels, which would it be? And I this was the easiest yeah, one for it, both of us, and we had the it, same pick. It's like it's no question. Anakin and Padme talking about falling in love and Attack of the Clones. It is horrendous. Isaac, play the clip for us. From the moment I met you, all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I haven't thought of you. And now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you. I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul. Tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything that you ask. Nothing left to say, folks. Yeah, I love that after that, Padme is like, this is him. This is the guy. We are also haunted. This is my soulmate. (laughs) That she should never have given him. Awful. They are also tormenting us with this scene. Next. Number 14, Jordan Tierney. 
our top three looks. So, so like fashion, fits. fashion, best fits in the movies. Okay, and the nominee from Jordan when the question was submitted was a picture of Queen Amidala in like full regalia. That fit, I respect it. You know, it's culturally important to the people of Naboo, no question. But like, to me, a fit is the like- The people of the you... Naboo meaning the Naboo? Right, the Naboo. <laughs> but to me, it's like, can we go out to dinner? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just think in the full queen outfit, it's t- she can't even walk. Are the handmaidens coming too? Like, what is happening? So who do you have? I would pick Vader. Vader's armor is just- Irrefutably, the, the signature it, look in all, all that, Star Wars. That wet shine to it. Love some <laughs> wet shine. It's a look that makes you tremble. The second you see that fit, that- when you're booting up the sneakers app, okay, you're loading up StockX, those five minutes before bed every night when you're thinking, should I give in You know, to the temptation? Should I get myself that new helmet, that new chest protector, yeah. those new shin guards? I like it. And right before you bid on your size, you think about Vader and the fear that he instilled just with a breath and a step. And you know that that's got to be the pick. My next pick is, I think, one that we share, which is Han Solo in basically any outfit in any iteration. But I think specifically Han, the signature vest. Yeah. The tight pants. I, mine is slightly changed, but the yes, white, it's also like Han. the cream kind of baseball tee underneath. Right. It's kind of the cowboy. The like, belt at the A little bit of a sh- kind of a gunslinger vibe. Absolutely. yeah. yeah. Gunslingers in space. Space cowboys. I love it. And then I'm going to pick Poe's leather jacket from the new films. We see the jacket on multiple characters. Finn wears it very well. That is very much of the Han Solo outerwear coaching tree. It's part of the (laughs) Star Wars fashion archetype and legacy. But the Poe jacket is just like, I think of all the things, if I could say I could just buy one jacket from anyone in Star Wars, it would be Poe's jacket. It's awesome. I just want to nominate two runners up. Sure. Palpy, before he becomes the emperor, just out there's the chancellor in those luscious, billowing velvet robes. Fabulous. What a flex for my guy every time he moves. And then Snoke's kind of golden, basically, bathrobe that he wears oh, to conduct nice. Yeah, business. that is a good one. I just think that the, the evil characters have figured something out, which is comfort first. If you're comfortable, you're going to feel confident. And if you're confident, you're going to be able to wage war successfully. I think they're onto something. I like it. What about you? I'm going to go, so Empire Strikes Back, Han Outfits, the kind of like Navy Harrington jacket. Wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, with the high collar, I like it a lot. I also think he looks great in a parka. That's my number two. So basically, like, Empire Han, when they're like, oh, you know what? Harrison Ford looks great in clothes. Let's just, like, really take it up a notch. Basically, the Han who inspired Jamie Lannister. 100%. Yeah. I love Wonderful. the outer Wonderful pick. And then finally, Luke's Battle of Yavin victory jacket. Oh, interesting. That's a good one. I Like love the pale it. yellow? Yeah, that pale yellow Lovely. jacket that is just- Spring inc- wear. It's just incredible from Luke. Who knew that he had that kind of swag on him? On That's him? great. No, he doesn't. I'm going to say for sure that they're like, oh, we got like a kind of maybe chosen one prodigy mm-hmm. situation on our hands. We need to dress him. Who's going to dress him? No way he picked that jacket on his own, but it looks great. You're right. Okay, number 15, last one for the day. This one's for you, bud. Dave Shockey asks, if you were able to remove James Dolan as the Knicks owner and had the option of replacing him with Emperor Palpatine or Jar Jar Binks, who would you choose and why? I mean, it's Palpatine, no question. Does whatever's necessary. If you have two 
evil geniuses, mm-hmm. I will go with the one who is actually the evil genius. Right. And not the one who thinks that he is. Interesting. Am I getting banned from the garden again? Yes. Fine. But Sheev, you want to talk about general managing. How about general managing the fall of democracy over a period <laughs> of time through numerous cutouts yeah. and cat's paws who didn't realize what they were doing? You're right. Managing the cap is a and, cinch after that. And his direct number two is always is like the whole time trying to kill him and overthrow him. And he's working with it. He's making it work. Makes it work for him. He's, You're right. You want to talk about managing the cap? This guy built an entire army in secret that nobody knew about. Spearheaded the billing of not one, but two Death Stars. So does the this guy mean, just gets it done. So you have like a competitor for the G League or something? He's like, a, <laughs> his accomplishments were incredible. And did the Empire fall apart at overtime? Yes. He overreached. <laughs> went a little too far with it. But when it was up and running, just incredible. And it was all because of him. He could absolutely run the Knicks. He ran a galaxy for a period of time (laughs) or a significant portion of that galaxy. I think it's a compelling case. It is the clear pick. I just would throw out devil's advocate. Sure. Case for Jar Jar. There isn't much of a case for Jar Jar, but for the sake of trying, one of the things about Jar Jar is that the damage he inflicts on others, it's so inadvertent, such the product of his natural chaotic energy and or the Darth Jar Jar theories, that you're not going to really trace it back to him with blame. And so you put Jar Jar in charge of the Knicks. Does he solve the Knicks? I don't know. I can't promise you that. But I can promise I you he, he will. will eliminate the Celtics. Just blast them out of existence like Just by somehow. accident? Like, but, yeah. like <laughs> I feel like a road playoff game. He's there at TD Garden or whatever, and he, like, falls down with, like, a plasma grenade and blows up the whole place. Yeah, you need a well-timed injury to Embiid. Send Jar Jar out there. I, here's the thing. I, I just feel like, you Send know, it's a, there's team. more than just the— We're looking to defeat every team in the NBA, not mm-hmm. just the Celtics and the Sixers. Give me Sheev Palpatine. He defeated a galaxy. That's it. It's easy to me. And also, man, press conferences with that guy would be amazing. I know. They're going to be incredible. Like, the media gathers— Talk us through the coaching blunder in the second half, running out of timeouts in the final minutes, and he's just going to grab the mic and be like, I can feel your anger. I can feel your hate. Yes, yes. power makes you strong. I I do think he would be an expert locker room pep talk giver to the squad. Yeah, he'd be incredible. I like it. All right, friends. Anger flow. We're podcasters. That's right. Our names are Jason and Mallory. Just like we keep telling Isaac Lee and Zach Cram, our indispensable producer and researcher, we hope that you had as much fun as we did today, that you're as excited as we are to hop back into the speeder and continue to explore the galaxy with us. And you'll join us again next time for our deep dive yes. into Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. You got some, you got some tastes of that today. It's going to be a doozy. Until then, remember, finding binge mode was the will of the Force. We have no doubt about that. Top three moist aliens in Star Wars, purely for sex. Jar Jar, number one, moist. He's sopping. Flexible. Jabba? Gross. Gross, but he's like... Soft in all the right places. Absolutely. Three Mon Calamari of any kind. 
they have the suit and the suit, you know, it's keeping that water in there. (laughs) Now I understand why you assembled your team the way you did. And then for Dark Horse number four, just as a masturbation aid, Minoc. Wow. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Because they just, all they do is suck. (laughs) 